Hello and welcome to the Bold Believer Podcast, a podcast focusing on apologetics and faith-based questions and answers, diving deep into the historical evidence for the Christian faith, truths founded in Scripture, and how it plays out in the world we live in today. And now, here is your host, Josh Snyder. All righty, welcome to another episode of the Bold Believer Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Snyder. I'm in the studio with my man... Talon. Talon. Yeah, we're back here and we got another topic that we're super passionate and excited to, to talk about, to discuss, to break down. And I got some things that I'd like to, to share with you today that I hope you can leave here feeling a bit more uh, in, encouraged, inspired, maybe convicted, depending on what God wants to do with this uh, short time that we have here today with you. So I appreciate you joining and tuning in with us once again. We're going to jump right in. Today we have a pretty uh, deep topic, at least from my point of view, that we're going to be jumping into and, and, and looking through a bunch of different, uh, just little areas that I find in this particular Bible story that we see during the life of Christ. If you've got a Bible handy, pull it out, follow along, um, stay, uh, stay along with this. It'll help you retain a little bit more, I believe. But today the, the lesson is entitled, What's Your Issue? You'll see that on the podcast topic. Maybe you thought, man, what are they talking about here? What is your issue? Man, the truth is we all have issues. You, me, Talon, uh, everybody I know has got some issues. We all have issues that we're working out. And, and as Christians, we're trying to give those issues to God daily, Lord willing. And uh, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about issues today. And a, another thing I was going to say is, are you blinded to your issues? Because... We all have issues, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's very easy to look over those issues. So examine your heart through this and, and look to see where you're at. Look at your life. Look at your heart. Look at your motives. Look at your thoughts. Yeah. Since I put this uh, little little study together, again, it's probably nothing original, but it's something that hit me a few days back. It's been probably about a, a couple of weeks now since I put this together. I, it hit me. Uh, I'm going to start off with this uh, little uh, example that's a true story. When I was writing this little topic or little uh, Bible study entitled, What's Your Issue? I was sitting outside doing my devotions one morning, and uh, I started thinking, even praying of sorts. I was asking God, why am I reading Leviticus? Like, I'm going through the scriptures right now and trying to um, make sure I hit everything and try to take in everything that I can. There's just so much. If you've gotten to the book of Leviticus or went through it or read some of the passages there, man, you can go through some of those chapters and it's like, what is even going on? Who's, what's with their names, first and foremost? But, but next, there's just so many different laws and things that may not be as, I believe, as relevant today in regards to how we are called to live as the New Testament church. A lot of laws that separated the Jews from the rest of the world that showed God's mighty hand through that nation. And there was um, about five minutes later, I got the answer to that prayer. I was reading through this uh, particular passage and it stumbled upon a law. And we're going to talk a little bit about that particular law and why it has to do or what it has to do with, a, with an event that happened thousands of years after that law was given. So if you've got a Bible handy, we're going to, we're going to jump into this, uh, this passage here in Luke chapter 8. We're going to read a couple of verses from Luke chapter 8, verse 43 through 48 to be exact. Before we do, in the title there, you'll see the title is What's Your Issue? I want to go and define, give the definition, uh, the old original definition of the word issue. The original definition of the word issue is, I believe, Latin. It says the, the particular word issue is Latin. It means to go out, to go out. Remember that. Old French, it goes, uh, goes on to expound upon that, and it means to have an outflowing. An issue is an outflowing. It's changed a little bit since we use it today. Somebody asks, 
boy, what's your issue? I mean, if you think about it, it's fairly similar. An issue or something that's bubbling out, something that's inside, something that is coming out and corrupting or showing that there's difference. If I have an issue with somebody, people will very easily tell that I have an issue with them or if I have an issue at home or an issue with my relationship with my wife in a moment or things like that, it's fairly easy to tell, especially if you start getting to the things that really matter in our lives. So we're gonna talk a little bit about an issue that we see here in Luke chapter eight, verse 43 through 48. Talon, will you read that for me? And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and, now, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. Man, most of us have probably read over that story a dozen times, especially if you've been through you know God's word of any amount over the years. And uh, I personally have. And when I read this particular passage in Leviticus, it opened my eyes to something really deep about this passage. We're going to do a couple of things here. But first, a lot of us will have rushed over this story many times before, before, uh, and nothing super significant stuck out, especially if you consider the fact that Jesus was en route to healing Jairus' daughter at the time, and she'd actually died. So we go and we see something that seems more significant happening moments later after this woman's issue was healed. And so many times we'll just glaze right over this story or even forget that this story was part of this scenario. I had not considered certain aspects because I had not read or at least cross-referenced other parts of Scripture that gave the story a whole new level of power, emotion, and meaning. I found this to be true when I was reading the Old Testament book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 15, if you want to head over there. Leviticus 15 verses 25 through 27 is a place where I finally came to a realization of why we still have the Old Testament. And so one of the reasons, one of the many reasons likely why we still have the Old Testament, why some of these long drawn out laws are still kind of there and why we have a lot of insight that maybe we wouldn't prefer to read when we are trying to stay awake, for example. So Talon's going to read this particular law that we find in the book of Leviticus that God gave Moses in Leviticus 15, verses 25 through 27. And if a woman have an issue of her blood many days out of the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be as the days of her separation. She shall be unclean. Every bed whereon she lieth all the days of her issue shall be unto her as the bed of her separation, and whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean, as the uncleanness of her separation. And whosoever toucheth those things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the even. So there's a law there that many people probably, if reading through the Old Testament, would glaze over, and it's just another law. Another thing that was given to Moses. And there are some laws that I don't believe are relevant for us today as the New Testament church. We don't have time to go into that in particularly. Maybe that's another podcast episode or topic we can kind of look into later on. But right now, I want to focus on what made this woman that we find in the New Testament here in the book of Mark that we just read, uh, what made her issue such an issue that she had to deal with for 12 years. 
First and foremost, so I believe that all scripture of God is given by inspiration and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16. We find that all scripture has has gain in it, has something worth reading in it. Whether or not it is for us in that very moment, whether or not it is um, cleanly plain to us, whether or not we understand what is going on, I believe we need to always keep Scripture in context and compare Scripture with Scripture. And so here's a point of which I was able to read something, come to a realization five minutes after I prayed and asked God, "Why, why am I reading through this? And he gave me this realization and this story in Mark, the book of Mark came to mind. Now with that context in mind, let's read the story again. And we've been reading, I should say, first and foremost, we read out of the book of Luke, I believe it was. Yeah, Luke chapter eight is what was read in the beginning. And now we're gonna actually go over to Mark, the book of Mark. We're gonna read chapter five, verses 25 through 34. We're reading the same story, but from the perspective of Mark, there's some details that I wanna pinpoint that was not as detailed in the book of Luke. Go on, Tom. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and that, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Amen. The same story, different perspective we see here. What I want to point out, though, is at the very beginning, there was something very significant that was mentioned here. Let me just read it here. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood, 12 years, again, that was some details in the first one, goes on to say, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. This woman was either obviously taken advantage of, or there was just a bunch of physicians that had no idea what was going on in her. Whatever the case, whatever the case, she grew worse and worse. Seeking after the medical uh, advancements of that day, she grew worse and worse seeking after help from the world and spent all that she had doing so and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. There's so much we can pull from this story that we can consider in our own lives and our hearts today as we consider the question, what is your issue? My heart goes out and breaks for this woman. She is in a place where this physical diagnosis called an issue of blood, we see that this issue was a diagnosis given by God in the law of the prophets, the prophet Moses to be specific, and this issue made her unclean for literally 12 years. According to the laws of Moses, the people of God were very strict when it came to anything about cleanliness. We see this being a great thing all through history for them, but what's, or whatever this woman had, whatever issue she had, some say it was likely a condition called menorrhagia. I don't know how to say that exactly, but, but all we get from the text is that it was, it was an ongoing issue of blood. That issue would have virtually cut her off from her family, friends, and community and many other people in her life that were close to her because she was unclean, perpetually. It didn't stop. It was ongoing. 
Can you imagine the emotional strain that this woman had? As I, as I wrote this down, as I considered this, as I tried to flesh this out, tears began to, to fill my eyes trying to imagine what she went through to this point when she finally got to Jesus. Though I want to say this, the laws of God are good, and there were reasons, very, very large reasons, that the certain laws were put in place in the Old Testament for the people of that day, for the Jews specifically. We see this when it goes on to discuss how men with issues in the um, land down under were unclean as well, and how it could be something that would cause great problems in their home and community if they just went around and um, sat on everything. There were certain procedures in place to keep disease, infection, viruses, and germs from spreading so easily, and it worked greatly. We see an example of this during the Black Plague when most people who contracted it were dying or deathly sick, and the Jewish community didn't seem to be anywhere near as affected overall by this sickness that millions upon millions of people were dying from. People started taking notice. As a matter of fact, they started blaming the sickness on Jews because they were not dying from it. And then eventually thousands of Jews were burned alive, stoned to death, and massacred in many other ways during this time of confusion and outrage. People wanted somebody to blame. And who else better to blame than God's chosen people? We see this all through history. We see this during Nazi Germany. We see this uh, during the, the raids of Jerusalem and the captivities and all this other stuff. People wanted somebody to blame. And in this particular place, they found a community who was staying a lot cleaner than they were as a whole. Again, we didn't know hand washing was something that was necessary to keep germs off. We didn't know running hand washing was something that helped that until the last like 200 years. They knew it because, well, God told them so in the Old Testament thousands of years ago. And they were implementing unclean laws. They were implementing staying away from certain things or certain people, not touching dead things, not not being around sick people, quarantining, washing your hands in running water, and so on and so forth. They knew this long before the medical science found out or discovered this awesome truth. I believe that the Jews weren't dying because they were following on in the ordinances laid out in the Old Testament for cleanliness. We see this in Leviticus. And we see how this particular law and then her particular issue caused some grief in her life, some things that were very uncomfortable. But God took this uncomfortability, God took this issue that she had physically and turned it around for the good. A few verses down in this passage, it goes on to say, thus shall ye separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, that they die not in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. Leviticus fifteen thirty one. There's some observations here I want to point out. Talon's probably going to weigh in as well. I'd like him to. We all have issues. First and foremost, we all have issues. We know that. You know that. We've all had and have issues. Some issues are God-ordained. Some issues, I believe, that we would look in and say, that is uncomfortable. That is something that I would not choose for me. It's something that God would allow us to have in our life. Just as Paul said when he said, I besought the Lord three times or thrice that to take away this infirmity of the flesh, God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. So I want to tell you that first and foremost, if you have something in your life that you would not choose for yourself, that you cannot control, understand that God's grace is sufficient. God's power is sufficient in your life. That even though you are in a place where you would not choose to be yourself, you can walk through that. You can make it through that and you can use that to be not only a testimony to what God can do in some of the worst situations, but how God can bring you through to the other side. Wherever he decides to heal you or whether you end up in heaven and find that healing completely and fully there, God's grace is sufficient. 
We need to bring our issues to God. That's one of the things that I that keep them issues. Understand that. That is one of the things that keep them issues. The things that we think are unseen, God sees. But just as when he asked Adam in the Garden of Eden, Adam, where art thou? He, did, he knew where Adam was. Understand that. He wanted Adam to know where Adam was. Adam, where are you at? Why are you there? One of the things that keep them issues is that we try to keep them unseen. This woman walked around this crowd very likely scared, very likely kind of freaked out. Why? Because she was unclean and probably bumping into these people that were pressing into Jesus, but she had to get to Jesus. Understanding that her friends maybe may ostracize her for, for it. She wasn't supposed to be out and about. She was unclean, but she needed to get to Christ. Man, that speaks volumes right there. She needed to get to Christ. We need to bring those issues to God. Next, we have to have faith in the power of God. She had faith that she could be whole. If she could only touch the hem of his garment, have faith. When she did, what happened? What happened, Talon? What happened when she touched the hem of his garment? She was made whole. And then what did Jesus do? He called her out. Called her out. Think about that. God wants to change our lives. God wants to do something for us. What's the first thing that God would have us do as Christians when we come to Christ, when we repent, when we give him, uh, when we when we give him control of who we are, when we make him Lord of our lives? What is the first thing, the first commandment that God calls us to step out and do? To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. True, true. I'm, I'm thinking, I guess, of the physical commandment that we're supposed to do to proclaim that we are, are a Christian, that God has moved in. What is the first thing that we as a Christian step out and do? Well, just like Peter said, believe on the Lord Jesus and then be baptized. Yep, believe be and baptized. be baptized. Yeah. So step out, believe in what God did for you, take that to be personal, but then make that proclamation through the symbolic uh, uh, ritual of baptism. I believe in, with all my heart, baptism does not save you because we find a lot of what my dad calls dry verses in scripture as well. Belief, belief saves you. Belief in Christ saves you. Belief on what he did, making him Lord, saves you. That that personalized um, of faith in who what God did on the cross saves you, but baptism is the first thing we're called to step out and do. Why? Because we're making a proclamation. We are stepping out. We are being called out to physically proclaim that God lives in me. This woman had a miracle happen to her. What did Jesus do? He called her out, as Talon just pointed out. He called her out. She was a little scared. There's probably good reason why she was scared. She didn't want her friends knowing she was out there. She didn't want to be centered out in the spotlight. She wasn't sure she was even supposed to touch Jesus, maybe. There's there's probably a lot of things going through her mind. That issue was gone. But she physically and first reaction did not want to step out. Let me ask you, has God done something in your life that you need to proclaim? Has God moved in recently? Have you become a child of God and you need to step out and, and make that take that step of faith and, and be baptized? Do you need to step out? Do you need to be called out and publicly proclaim what God has done? in your life. Miss also, this woman, she knew she had the issue. She knew what was wrong with her. She knew she had this problem for 12 years. And she stepped out in faith and touched Christ's garment mm. and she was made whole. Yeah. But there's situations also in the Bible when there's something that Christ knows, but the person or the issue that person has, that person doesn't necessarily know. For instance, when the Pharisees were speaking with Jesus and Jesus told the Pharisees, my father and I are one. And the Pharisees then looking at their law, knowing that if anyone says that they're equal with God, that's blasphemy and yeah. they must be stoned. And that was the Old Testament law. So then they wanted to stone Jesus. 
not knowing their issue in their heart was their lack of discernment, their lack of yeah. of who was standing in front of them. Yeah. Jesus Christ, their Messiah. Having ears to hear and couldn't hear. Having yes. eyes we couldn't see. Yeah. So what I'm trying to point out is, do you have issues that you are not perceiving right now? Do you have issues that you're blind to? Because just this past week, even myself, I've been becoming to see more and more of how how far away I am from the holiness of God. What sins are beginning to enter into my mind in a way that I've never seen before. As in, this thing I've been doing in my life, and I'm just now beginning to realize, oh, I need to cut this out of my life. Mm. I just now notice that this thing has appeared to me. Yeah, and it was corrupting you. It was an issue from the inside, something that maybe seems small, something that maybe other people couldn't see, but that issue is something that God is making you more aware of and bringing you to a place where you want to, you should give it over to Him. And what is it that fixes those issues? Well, just like the woman, she by faith went to Christ. Mm. By faith. So when we have these issues and we see these things in our life, in our minds, in our hearts, we go to Christ in faith. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. We reach to Christ. We cling to Him. And we cling to the blood of Christ. Amen. Amen. For that is what washes us. Yep. We have a lot of noise in this world. We have a lot of things going on. You got a lot of issues. We have a lot of different people proclaiming to know truth. A lot of doctors. A lot of... Not necessarily physical doctors, but yeah, that could be it too. In this instance, it was a physical doctor that was really messing her up, making her worse, as the scripture says. We have a lot of people who profess and claim to know truth. There's so many voices, so many issues, so many people, just as when Jesus was crowded and thronged with many people and pressed behind all, and probably, you know, like you see on TV when those famous people walk in between all these people that are pressing on them, trying to get an autograph, trying to trying to get a piece of their clothes or whatever. Jesus was pressed. And just like that woman reached through that crowd, stepped through that crowd, probably uh, quietly moved her way up closer and closer to Christ, she had to get to him. She had to touch him. She had to, by faith, step out and give this to God. And we need to get through, push through the voices and all that extra noise in today's world that tries to block out the truth, that tries to push back on what is important to give our issue over to God. And if God looks at us and says, my grace is sufficient for you, My power is made perfect in your weakness. You can make it through this issue. You can take this issue and use it to glorify God. Man, step out. Let that issue be something that you use to point others to Christ. So maybe someday you can come along somebody and say, I understand, I know, God is bringing me through that same issue. I think of a woman that I know, I've been getting to know over the last couple of years. She's got a, she got some very, very intense pain going on in her head right now. Like physically, there's some neurons and things that just aren't, firing off right. She's got nerves that are giving her constant, uh, excruciating headaches, like all the time. Doctors have tried to help. She's, tr- she's tried to pray, God, please take this away. And it, nothing so far has changed this issue. I believe, at least at this point, God is giving her the, the faith and the strength to walk through this issue. And if, hey, if you're listening, you can keep walking through it with God. Do so every day. So sometimes God does call us to walk through issues with issues. Sometimes God calls us to walk through the storm, even though that storm's longer than we'd like it to be. He'll, he'll bring us through. He'll bring us through. Follow me as I bring this down to a close. I, I, I wanted to give you a little bit more outline of a, you know, kind of a little bit more of an outline, list out some things that are easier to remember, but I hope I, we've given you some food for thought. 
But I, I wrote this down because I thought it was kind of humorous. So just follow me. Don't get lost. And if you get lost, that's okay. You can rewind and listen to it again. There are many ways that we use the word issue. And I'm going to use the word issue in, a, in multiple different ways here. So here, here we go. There will be multiple points to this. And probably someday when I finish this and flesh this out, so much context that it'll be split into maybe two or three different lessons. The only issue with this particular issue is I am still really fleshing out the issues that was issued in scripture on this current issue about issues. And so I cannot issue you the entire issue. I hope that's not an issue. Anyway, all right. Yeah. All right. We're going to, we're going to wrap it up here today, but I hope that when, when you hear the question, what's your issue? Maybe you'll come back and think a little bit about this and maybe God is working in your life in some things and some areas that you never saw before, or maybe you've had an issue just like this woman had, whether it be physical or mental or spiritual that you need to bring to God and to touch the hem of his garment, spiritually speaking, cling to the blood of Christ and let him work through that issue or take that issue out to glorify, ultimately glorify him. So whatever happens, wherever you're at, wherever God's got you, understand as a child of God, God does have you in the palm of his hand and he will bring you through whatever storm you are, you're walking through. Walk through it. Chase him. This is Josh Snyder signing off today. And uh, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, follow, leave a review, whatever the case might be. If you found inspiration and you like what we're doing here, please share this episode with a friend. This is, uh, yeah, once again, this is Josh Snyder signing out. And uh, Uh, this is Talon. And I just want to say thank you guys for listening. We do these things to help you, to help those who are led by God to these things, that they may grow in the knowledge of our Lord and with the peace that can come from that. And we pray for you guys that this does edify that it does bring you closer to God and your relationship with him. And walk it out every day. It's not something you just do on Sundays. It's a lifestyle, man. Walk it out. Hey, have a great day, guys. God bless. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to give us a rating and follow us for more Christ-centered content as we learn and grow together wherever you get your podcasts. Now, go out and be a bold believer.